But now, Russia will ally with or conquer Europe. Ezekiel 38 says, Gog, the chief prince, Rosh, in other words, of Meshach and Tubal, Goma, France, the house of Tacoma, Turkey of the North Quarters, all his bands and many people with thee. So we're expecting Russia will ally with or conquer Europe. Well, let's have a look. What's going on right now? Look at this, brethren and sisters. Hundreds of Russian military jets each year fly across Europe. 2020, 350 were identified flying over Europe. And they sent their fighters up, a bit like with England. Told, don't you touch them. As Russia flew across, 90% of all the planes that flew over that weren't identified were Russian military planes intimidating Europe. And here's a cartoon showing you a little of what's going on. Here's Mrs Merkel, leader of Germany, and of course it's in Boris's day, not that long ago, last year. And here we are sitting, he's sitting on the Nordic pipeline. More on that in a minute. And so here's Putin. Fundamentally, we'll say the head. And he's in alliance with somewhat the feet. So he's going to form an alliance with Germany, as we know, and Europe. And one of the reasons they're going to have to go down that line is oil and gas. But in the near future, she's going to stand down, September the 26th, so she says. And the man she expects to take over for him, and it may not, it may not, but she's expecting that. Look what they're saying. Angela Merkel's successor may seem boring, but his sympathy for Putin is potentially dangerous. Potentially dangerous. Bluntly, he's a distinctly sympathetic to the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. We know Magog and Russia will be affiliated together, won't they? And the stage looks like it could easily happen. Well, things are moving. Look at the borders of Europe. Here we are. There's Russia. And here's the countries neighbouring Europe. Let's first look at Belarus. We know a little bit about that, don't we? There were huge protests at the early part of this year in Belarus. They were protesting. Why? Soft annexation inside the Russian takeover of Belarus. They wanted the Russians not to take their country and they protested. The Kremlin is achieving its strategic goals in Belarus stealthily, steadily, methodically taking over. Of course, we saw what happened only a few days ago. One of the protesters who led this was that young man. And he flew, he, he escaped the country because it was too dangerous, along with the leader of it. Escaped it. But he flew from down here in Greece and he was going up to Lithuania and it clipped the area of Belarus. And they radioed through and said, we'll blow your plane up if you don't come down. So they came down and they took him off the plane. There's no explosives aboard the ship plane. It was just an intimidatory trick to bring him down. They got him, put him in prison. The message, don't protest against Russia or look out what will happen to you. We take over 
or else. Belarus has fallen almost certainly under the influence of Russia. As well as that, to the south is Ukraine. Now, Ukraine's a bit of a problem because through Ukraine there's a lot of Russian pipelines. See those red lines? Oil and natural gas passing through Russia, through Ukraine, into Europe. And these countries depend those percentages on Russian energy supplies. Ukraine collapses, Russia gets no revenue from their oil and natural gas. Europe will freeze. Probably cars won't be on the streets within a short time. And so at the border of Ukraine at the moment is Russia moving. Russian forces are massing on Ukraine border. One paper said 150,000, others said 100,000 plus. The same happened way back in 2014 and Ukraine lost 14,000 men on that occasion. Now there's bigger numbers. And here we won't look at it too much but they're showing to us the number of people that are confronting each other. And here's from a satellite picture, it's not terribly clear, but just one of the many bases Russia's built around Ukraine. Military bases. The highest military deployment of Russian army on the Ukrainian border ever. Over 100,000 troops. Staggering. And what are they doing? Well, at the moment, nothing much. What are they waiting for? Well, you see, across here is a pipeline. See the red line going over the water? It's called the Nordic Pipeline. It supplies gas to Germany. One pipeline. But another one's being completed right now. There it is, a second one. They need at least two pipelines so they can backflow gas to all those countries if they invade Ukraine. So, then the Ukrainian gas pipes could be cut, said the paper, and Europe wouldn't freeze. I think I added that little bit. If Russia invaded Ukraine. And so here's where it could be cut. And Russia could then move in a moment into Ukraine without a consequence to her. So now Putin is saying to us, it's only months away. Look at the date. Only months away. Two months. And we'll have the second pipeline completed. We've got to complete it across the sea. Sorry, that way. But we've got to make go from the coast to where we need it. And that will take a little while, two more months, thank you. And we can back throw it. And then we wonder what will happen to Ukraine. He says, Ukraine must show goodwill if it wants Russian gas transit to Europe. Yes, I'm sure it will allow us to occupy you like Belarus. And of course, as we know, one of the capitals of Russia was Kiev in many years gone by, one of the capitals of Ukraine. And so it is highly likely that this is going to happen in the near future. Well, since that, when I was telling you about the gas going through, just in the last few days, look, Russia has built another 20 bases, so they say, new military bases on the borders of Europe. 200 new pieces of weaponry this year. Wow. Things are moving. Here's the defence minister talking to Putin. And here's some of the soldiers coming in, in the middle picture. It's a grave scene that we're seeing out there and it's moving very quickly, isn't it? 
But what's really thrilling for us is the time looks short. Well, come back a bit. Last year, most of what I've done is modern this year. But last year, in July, Putin got voted in until he was 83. There he is, lodging his vote. Well, the consequence of it was, he'd already said, I'm warning you, my big aim is to lead Russia politically for the rest of my life and warning at the same time of a catastrophic Middle East war in the near future. So he warned them. Then, with only a couple of weeks, he made a move. There's Turkey. There's the Caspian Sea, the Black Sea, the Mediterranean. And he moved in like that. Into the area of Armenia. Into the area we might call Georgia, Armenia, that area is Tagama. He moved into that area, brethren and sisters, through which about four pipelines pass. Three of them go to Europe and one of them goes, you can see it, down here. And it's the major source of oil for Israel. 40% of its oil passes through that one pipeline into Israel. Whether they're going to intimidate Israel or not, the Israeli paper said, we think Russia is moving into this area with small number of troops at this stage to lay the basis of moving against Turkey. Moving against Turkey. Brother Thomas in Elpis Israel thought that would happen before Christ's return, but in Eureka he changed his mind. He said, I think it'll be afterwards. Because he comes at a time you think not. So don't wait for Turkey to fall. It might, but it looks like it'll be while we're at Sinai. 